Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five seconds left in the game. You believe in Context, there's no disrespect, so when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. All of it is on the field. We're going to get the mission. We're Let's get it started. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the opening line. We are your hosts, Wit and Roz. It is uh, on the heels of quite a shitty week of football. Um, I was about to say, you sound depressed over there, E. I'm exhausted. I mean, you heard me earlier on the phone when we talked. This has been one of the worst work days I've had in a long time. I am exhausted. And if I have any energy left, I'm saving it for a fantasy football recap because I don't have a lot of energy left to expend. But it also comes after a shitty week of football. So I think it's fair the tone I'm leading with. Wits, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. We are one day closer to football. I like you. I agree. A very long day today. The the midweek blues. Um, wait until Sunday, man. It's a it's a very long wait. So we are one day closer, my friend. We are one day closer to the Panthers and Texans, which I can't I can't go out there and say this is going to be a great game. But wits, I think you you took the Panthers and Survivor, so you could use this one. I don't know who's quarterbacking the Texans, but. You know, I just still don't think I fully believe in Sam Darnold. And you know what? There will be a time and a place for me to take those words back. And, uh, yeah, I'm still not a Darnold believer. We'll have to see where that all goes. But um, I think I'm jumping the gun because we're not going to really talk NFL start. We'll talk college football like we usually do, the normal trajectory of things. Um, Last week, interesting week, some (laughs) big teams going down again and not playing well. Ohio State, Clemson, both dropping spots even after coming off a win Clemson winning 14 to 8 against Georgia Tech I mean could you imagine seeing Clemson drop a second one already this highly promised quarterback this offense that has been so potent in years past have a mere 14 points in this game uh yeah and, and Roz I mean you talk about this Clemson offense you know, the past three years, they averaged 44 points a game, and they've come up with <laughs> a total of about 20 points uh, in, in a couple games here. So, you know what? I it, A lot of people thought DJ was going to be really good, and he still could be. I think there's a lot of room for improvement, but it, it's just – it's not the same Clemson team. Um, you know, this high-powered offense that was led by, you know, one of the best quarterback prospects that we've seen in a while in Trevor Lawrence – they're just not the same team, and I, I think they've really played themselves out of a playoff spot so far this year. Um, but we've got an interesting year here. We've got a lot of shaking up with the top teams. Ohio State went down, Clemson went down, um, and, and the God giveth the God or the, what is it? The God to giveth, the God taketh away approach here with UCLA going down this weekend as well as right. Yeah, um, I mean, I there's some big. Yeah, there's just undefeated teams that had an opportunity that were taken down essentially. Yeah, I mean, and UCLA was a team who got on a lot of people's radars. 
um, that big win versus, you know, LSU. Uh, but, you know, they lost as 11-point favorites against Fresno State in a miracle comeback. So, I mean, you never really know what, what's quite is going on in college football, especially this year. That's why I love it. Um, and, Roz, I, I want to say it as well. Our picks were shit last week. Um, I think were. we want to combine three and seven in college. So, you know what? That happened. It was a bad week. So we're going to get back to it this week. Um, but, yeah, just always like to let the people know when you suck, you, you got to be upfront about it. Uh, we sucked. I mean, and I sucked across the board. Bama, nowhere close, letting Florida back in. They were up 29 at half and became a one-point game. OSU just sucks this year. I've got nothing to say about it. And same with Oklahoma, taking on Nebraska at home. Just not – they had to have the coolest-looking interception to save their season. And I'm over it. And, uh, Roz, a couple things about that game. First, what nobody is bringing up on that interception, is, and it was one of the greatest catches I've ever seen, but it was about well, fourth and 19. So you'd think the play there, if you can get a hand on the ball as a defender, would be to Just knock it down. it down. But, you know, nobody's going to say that because it was, it was an awesome catch. But I, I did hear somebody mention that, and I was like, you know what, close game. That's a very good point. And then, Roz, one other point with Oklahoma I want to get your opinion on. You know, with all these NIL deals happening, um, and particularly with a guy like Spencer Rattler, who was a big, who was a Heisman favorite at the beginning of the year, um, who's been involved with a lot of deals, I'm wondering your opinion on, you know, has that taken away maybe a little bit of focus from himself and this Oklahoma team, you know, as they've, they've really looked not that great so far. I don't know about that stuff yet. I mean, it's the first year with NIL deals and can you let it get to your head? Maybe absolutely. But at the end of the day, I think it's too early to tell on NIL deals. It's the first year. Um, obviously if you're aren't expecting something like these kids aren't expecting that money coming out of high school and it was a new deal this year, maybe it's a lot to take in initially, but I think that's something they'll get used to. And I don't, I don't see the difference in amateurism and the pro stuff. I think ultimately at the end of the day, they're still going to be repping their school to the fullest, going out there, playing the best they can. I think you'll get the kids who get caught up, but those are the kids who aren't going to make it, right? And I look at a guy like Spencer Rattler, and that's a guy who's supposed to make it. So he needs to figure it out. I think all these quarterbacks need to figure it out. I think DJ over in Clemson needs to figure it out. Bryce Young holds on. I mean, he's been dominant. There's not really much to say. He's way ahead of the yeah, pack there. He hasn't been so dominant in the downfield passing game, though, which is what worries me about this Alabama team. I mean, they – I think they more or less got dominated by Florida on both sides of the ball. And, you know, just being a better team overall, they were able to come out with the victory. But Alabama hasn't been as impressive to me as, you know, they were last year. But they went up 21-3, to three, so why is it important to dominate the downfield ball, I guess? I don't know. I mean, because when you're playing, you know, 12 or 13 games in a season, there's, there's bound to be a point where you're going to slip up. And I just don't think Alabama, I don't, I just don't think they're as good as a team on either side of the ball this year. And, you know, they might be that much better than every other team. Um, but when I look across the board, this Alabama team is, I think the best team in college football, but it wouldn't surprise me if they weren't holding up the trophy at the end of the year. I just don't see an opponent that's going to take them down. But that's just me. We'll see. I mean, Georgia took care of business against South Carolina. Texas A&M's there. All of a sudden, it's emergence of Arkansas, which we'll get into um, when we talk about our game picks. 
I don't know. It's a very sloppy college football season. I want it's regardless of my picks. My picks have been good except for last week. I'm not letting my last week. But if I take all the weeks into account, it seems like a sloppy season. It seems like talent levels lower. I feel like we hit that in college basketball too a little bit in the last couple of years where the talent was lower, and it shows because the talent at the pro level hasn't been that much better. So I'm curious to see what this first wave does. I mean, you're drafting a quarterback from any of these kids of this group. Like, who are you taking? Right? Like, I don't think Rattler. I don't think a kid from North Carolina is going to make any impact. I don't think there's an impact quarterback in this upcoming draft, if I had to make uh, early prediction. So down here is what it is. Wits, we do have picks that we, of course, are going to make for this week. I feel like because you did better than me this past week, you should go ahead and start us off giving us your picks. Yeah, so, Roz, I'm, I'm going along with the theme and, and pros and college that it seems like home field advantage isn't as much of a thing anymore. And I know we had the weird year with COVID, um, but just looking at the numbers across the board, it's, it seems like that home field advantage, which in the NFL is typically three points. Sometimes in college it's a little bit more. It seems like it's not there as much. So I'm actually I'm taking nine road teams this week. And starting off in college, um, start off a little little bigger slate here. I'm, I'm going to take the Tennessee Volunteers as much as I hate it. Um, I'm going to take them against the Gators this week. They're going to the Swamp, but – Raza, I think 18 and a half points is, is just too much in this one. And you look at Florida, I mean, play their absolute hearts out last week against Alabama. And, you know, had they not missed that extra point, that game might have gone into overtime. Um, but Tennessee, I, I was a little skeptical after week one, because even though they beat uh, Bowling Green 38 to six, it didn't really seem like they got rolling. And, you know, their next two opponents weren't great either. They're two and one right now. But I think 18 and a half points is too many. And, you know, especially with Anthony Richardson not being 100% healthy, I'm sure he's going to play this week because he was close to playing last week. I'm going to take the 18-and-a-half uh, the on the road here with the Volunteers. Okay. That's a, it's a nice little sexy first pick for you. But uh, I'm going to let you ride. You should just rattle them all off while you're here. Yeah, I'm, I'm just feeling kind of frisky here, Ross. So let's, let's go down the rest of the board. Um, next game, I'm going I'm to take Colorado State on the road against Wisconsin, uh, Colorado State, uh, a big thorn in my side last week. I took Toledo um, as a side bet, um, minus 14, and Colorado State won that game straight up. They played really well on both sides of the ball. And you know what? I believe I had the wrong team written down because Wisco's playing Notre Dame this week. I, I meant to say Iowa. I'm thinking, I'm thinking slow Big Ten teams. I put them all in the same category. Um, but Colorado State traveling to Iowa. Um, Iowa had a very interesting game last week. They uh, won 30-7 to with a closing line of 22.5. So apologies to all Kent State betters out there, one of them being myself, that we weren't able to come out with that victory. But, you know, I look at Iowa. I think they're, they're very fortunate on the turnover side of things, and it seems like that's always the case. Um, Colorado State. I think coming off a great victory against Toledo, I like the 23 points here. I don't think Iowa is, is an explosive enough team, um, you know, to dominate this, this game back-to-back -back week. So I like the 23 points here. My next game, uh, I'm going to take Army laying eight and a half on the road versus Miami of Ohio. Um, you look at Army this year, 
And they're actually one of the leading teams in the nation in passing success rate, which is interesting. You think about a triple option team, but I, th I think they're just a much better opponent than Miami of Ohio. And I think they're going to dominate this game on both sides of the ball. So I know this game opened at, at six and a half, seven. Now it's up to eight and a half. But, you know, as we record the show, that's when we're going to take the line. So I'm going to lay the eight and a half with Army on the road um, against Miami. And then uh, my next game here, I'm going to take Buffalo versus Old Dominion. Um, Buffalo laying 13 and a half right now. Old Dominion, I've got power rated as, as one of the bottom 10 teams in college football right now. So they really don't do anything particularly well. And this Buffalo team, um, you know, just seeing what they've done this year, I, I see this game as a three or four touchdown game. So I'll, I'll gladly lay uh, just under that two touchdowns. And my last game, Roz, I'm going to take UAB on the road against Tulane. I think this is one of the better uh, non-Power 5 matchups of the week. I mean, you think about Tulane, played a very close game with Oklahoma week one. And you look at UAB, um, a lot of people, I, I think, might have written them off after getting stomped by Georgia. But, I mean, those two teams just really aren't comparable. And UAB came out and just laid the lumber last week in a 30 to nothing shutout. And I, I really like them to win this game straight up. So I'll, I'll take the three points on the road here. And, you know, I think they show up against Tulane, and I'm going to put them in a, a couple money line parlays, see what happens. There you have it. Wits is looking to go 5-0. and No competition against me this week. Uh, so I'll, I'll be rooting for my boy Wits on the other end. For me, you know me. I like taking the more focal point games. We've got Notre Dame on the road against Wisconsin. Oh, are we taking shots now? Well, I mean, you take the little sidecar games that most people can't watch on television, but it's okay. I'll take hey, the money is they... money. It's all the same color. I'm going, to talk, I'm going to definitely take the games they can watch. I'm going to go Notre Dame plus six and a half against Wisconsin. I think Notre Dame hasn't looked that great this year, but Wisconsin hasn't looked any better. Um, and you've got a, a quarterback coming back, playing at his old stadium. I think he's going to come in there. I think they're going to win this one. I think you put money on Notre Dame. It's a fun little bet for you there. You'll be raking in some dough. Outside of that, I have to believe this is just – this is one of these picks that I'm only taking because I have to believe – It'll correct itself. Um, Clemson minus 10. I know it's on the road against NC State. I know NC State's 2-1. and one. I think it's going to correct itself. I think Clemson wins by more than two touchdowns. They have to do it at some point if they want to save their season at all as they tumble to the ninth-ranked team in the country. Taking Texas A&M on the road at Arkansas. I don't think Texas A&M finds its, uh, its loss here. I think they're going to lose to Bama down the stretch. Five and a half it is for Texas A&M. I think Arkansas having some fun against some meager teams. I'm not too concerned about it. Give me Texas A&M minus five and a half. Give me MSU minus five at home against Nebraska. I'm going to go against Nebraska till I die. I will keep fighting to beat Nebraska on the spread, especially after the way they toppled week one. Give me MSU minus five at home. They've been looking sharp. Took, they beat the crap out of Miami. Such a fake top 25 team last week. Can't believe they're still allowed to be ranked in the top 25. Maybe they're not anymore. Who knows? I just know they got their asses handed to them. Um, and then UCLA minus four and a half, a little bit of a bounce back game. They go up against Stanford. I know Stanford took down USC earlier this year, but USC is a nothing team. I think UCLA is the best of this really shitty conference in the Pac-12. So I'm going to go UCLA minus four and a half, all favorites in week six of the college football season. Um, and all games you should be able to watch on television. <laughs> That's why you got to get that ESPN Plus subscription so you can watch all the non-Power 5 games and get everybody's picks rolling. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a good week, Roz. I'm excited for it. 
Uh, Notre Dame, Wisconsin. I, I got to put that, I'll put it as the second marquee matchup of the week. I think this, this Texas A&M Arkansas game, um, this is really where the rubber meets the road for Arkansas. They've been playing great. Um, Texas A&M, you know, a lot of people were scared by what they did in week two, only uh, beating Colorado 10 to seven, but this is, this is going to be a really interesting game, Roz. And can Arkansas, you know, finally overcome that the stigma of them just being a very crappy SEC team? We'll see this week. We shall see. We'll go into the NFL. I'm going to let Wits do whatever he wants to do in terms of discussing what occurred last week in the NFL. I don't have the patience or time to discuss anything that wasn't the Green Bay Packers covering the spread and winning on Monday Night Football showing Aaron Rodgers' true dominance. I mean, he put a ball on Robert Tunyon that only one other person potentially on the planet can do. Um, and that guy cost me some money on Sunday night, so I don't even want to bring up his name. Aaron Rodgers, just purely the best player in the NFL, and I'm excited to see how this bounce back continues. He really is quite the champion, and uh, it was great to see him get that win. Yeah, uh, solid, very solid effort in the second half by Green Bay. Um, it was, things were getting a little dicey in the first half. Uh, the Lions, they definitely put up a little bit of a fight. I mean, I think they were they were trying to bite some kneecaps. They were doing the best they could. Um, Packers and Aaron Jones were, were too much in the second half, um, so that was a nice cover if you took Green Bay there. Um, really bad beat if you had Detroit plus 17 and a half in any teasers. But just taking a, a look around the league, Roz, um, I feel sorry for you if you're a Giants fan. That was uh, quite a way to lose a football game all the way back on Thursday night last week. It uh, doesn't get much worse than that, but the Giants fall to 0-2 for the fifth year in a row. Um, so the toilet bowl this week, we've got the Giants versus the Falcons. And then a couple other things. A lot of injuries last week, Roz. I mean, you look at um, a lot of quarterbacks in particular. Andy Dalton goes down. Tyrod Taylor who looked like he had the Texans poised to stay in that game. He goes down. Davis Mills has to come in. Carson Wentz dealing with two sprained ankles. Tua Tagovailoa um, actually has some broken ribs now, and he's not going to be playing this week. So there were a lot of injuries. Derek Carr as well, Big Ben. I mean, I feel like I'm naming a third of the quarterbacks in the league, but that was that was really one of the takeaways for me was a lot of injuries. And – uh, just looking at a couple of the key matchups, Roz, um, Oakland, or excuse me, Las Vegas, the Raiders are playing some great football right now. They take down Pittsburgh. Uh, I had Pittsburgh in a, in a very big survivor pool. I thought it was a great spot for them with Vegas uh, traveling cross country um, after a very emotional victory against the Ravens. And uh, I, I was wrong, Roz. This Steelers offense is really, really terrible. And Derek Carr and the Raiders, they took care of business. Looked quite good doing it. So we'll you see. You being wrong in the survivor pool is like having to pay your taxes each spring. Exactly. It happens every year. Um, so, yeah, you need survivor picks. Don't come to me for them unless you want a loser. Did you really? Um, you didn't do it in Chad's league, did you? No, this was uh, in the uh, the Circa Survivor Contest. Jesus so Christ. that was uh, trying to get a little contrarian there, especially with, uh, you know, the Thanksgiving and the Christmas weeks being separate weeks. And, uh, yeah, it didn't work out, Roz, but you know what they say, there's always next year. Um, one of the more surprising games of the week, Roz, the Carolina Panthers absolutely dismantled the Saints. I mean, as good as Jameis and the Saints looked week one, they looked equally as bad in week two. So now we're, we're kind of left to decide, you know, who are the Saints really and what are they going to do here in week three? Um, 
also feel bad for you if you're a Vikings fan. A terrible way to lose. 37-yard field goal. Greg Joseph had already hit 250-yarders. Couldn't come away uh, with the victory there. So that puts the Vikings in a very precarious position here at 0-2. And then uh, I thought one of the better games in the week, Roz, was the Cowboys versus the Chargers. Um, I did have the Chargers in this one laying the three points. They never really got anything going on the offensive side of the ball, but it was a very fun game to watch. Dallas's defense really stepped up, and um, Greg Zerline hits a 56-yarder as time expires to bring home a Cowboys victory. And what was another terrible clock management situation by Mike McCarthy, but he gets bailed out by his kicker. And then um, performance of the week, I got to give it to the Ravens here. Roz, a lot of people were counting them out with all the injuries, the loss to the Raiders in week one, but Lamar Jackson and company, they come through and they, they take down a Kansas City Chiefs team who I don't think is covered for nine weeks in a row dating back to last year. So you, you want to talk about uh, a team in the Chiefs, they say good teams win, great teams cover. The Chiefs haven't been doing that. Their defense is like a sieve. Uh, so we'll see where they go from here. But the Chiefs might be in a little bit of trouble here. Um, they just they can't stop anybody. So credit to Lamar Jackson and um, Jim Harbaugh. That was a great, great call on fourth down. They went for it on their own. I think it was like their own 38-yard line. And, uh, yeah, took home the victory. So that, that kind of sums up uh, week two, Roz. Any, any takeaways on your end? Or did I just cover it all? You covered it all. Packers won the most important team in the NFL. Nothing else to report on. Wits, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna give my picks, you know, because I've got to bounce back harder and better than I uh, than the position I'm currently in. You've had a you've had a good run with the NFL until well week two. You went five and zero to start, one and four to finish that. I'm at a measly three and seven, but I feel good about this week because I'm staying away for the most part from games decided by more than a field goal, and I know. I'm going to go over half with that, but still it feels a little bit tighter. Uh, Green Bay plus three and a half. I'm taking that because I think they're going to win this game. I don't think San Francisco's had a whole lot of challenges so far um, this season. And I don't think their offense is as dynamic as it once was. That is a great defense. But again, I think this is going to be a high scoring affair that I think Aaron Rodgers finally kicks the rust off of playing in California and Florida. So we'll see what happens there. Give me the Vegas Raiders minus four hosting the Miami Dolphins without Tua Tagovailoa. Um, I think the Dolphins are going to be in a little bit of shambles. They're going to be figuring it out. I know you have a lot more faith in Jacoby Brissett than 99% of the country, but I do not. So I'm going to go the Raiders, who have been the surprise opening team to this 2021 season. Let me tell you, folks, the Raiders are really set up to be that 4-0 team, just like the Buffalo Bills were a few short years ago, that don't make the playoffs. So we'll see what happens there. Give me Tampa minus one and a half against the Rams. I think you saw some faults in the Rams. I think you don't see any faults in Tampa. I think they keep it going, even though it's in L.A. Doesn't matter. Tom Brady is a star and can play anywhere. Seattle minus one and a half. I know another trap game, honestly, but I just like the way that Russ has been playing. I know they let, uh, I know they let that one go against Tennessee, but I think they bounced back in the best way. There's been a lot of bad defenses in the NFL so far this season. But I do think they bounce back, and I do think they beat the Vikings, who are not having the season they were looking to be having. And lastly, I'm taking Dallas minus four. I think they absolutely want the Eagles. I know that the Eagles are Wits's NFC East pick, but I got to tell you, I think Dallas is just way more powerful, and I think they're just going to go in there and whop, whop, whop all over the Eagles.
Oh, can we make that an official soundbite, the wop, wop, wop? Um, Roz, I'm on the same side of you with two games here. Um, a little bit scary, those Aaron Rodgers stats in California and Florida, but I'm going to take the Packers this week plus the three and a Nothing half. scarier than those stats. Nothing scarier, but Roz, I mean, get the 49ers, and yeah, they beat up on a Detroit team week one, um, and then week two – I really thought for the most part, I mean, you take away the final score. I, I thought Philly played a, a better game. Um, they just really couldn't get anything rolling. This San Francisco didn't really impress me, though. And they're dealing with a lot of injuries right now. I mean, I don't know who's going to walk up onto the field and be the starting running back for the 49ers, but there's been talks about them working out Frank Gore again. So I don't really know what to think of this matchup. Um, but I do like the Packers here. It seemed like Aaron Rodgers got a few things rolling last week. Um, I do worry about, you know, the the second option behind Devontae Adams there, but they do have Aaron Jones. Picked up a lot of the slack in, in the receiving game out of the backfield with Jamal Williams departing for Detroit. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna take the field goal and the hook in this game. I like Rodgers to pull through, and I would even take him on the money line here. I also like Tampa, um, like you as well, minus the one and a half. This game actually opened with the Rams as a one-point favorite, but, you know, looking at some power ratings, I, I think Tampa Bay is the better team here, and I, I still like a minus the one and a half. Um, I, I think they win by at least a field goal here. Uh, Tom Brady, you know, throwing the ball better than he did 20 years ago, so, I mean, there, there's no worries there. Gronk is in the full swing of things, and, you know, my next three picks, Roz, um, I'm going against you on Monday night. Like you said, Philly is my team. I'm, I'm a big believer. I think they play really well in the trenches. Um, Dallas, I give them a lot of credit. They showed up defensively last week, but I, I think Philly's going to take them down here, and I would I'll gladly take the four points um, on the road here. The next game I'm going to take, I'm, I'm picking from the toilet bowl, Roz. I'm going to take Atlanta plus three against the New York Giants. Uh, I think the Giants – I could make an argument that they might be the worst team in football. Um, it's hard to put them below the Jags right now, with what we've seen there. But Atlanta, you know, they had the ball down five driving the fourth quarter against the defending Super Bowl champion Bucks, And, you know, Matt Ryan did Matt Ryan things through a couple pick sixes there in the game. It looked a, a lot, a lot further away than the, than the final score. But this Falcons team, as bad as they've looked, I think Arthur Smith gets the hang of things a little more on the offensive side of the ball. And I think they take down this Giants team who is just searching for answers constantly for the past decade. Um, and then my final pick, Roz, I'm going to take the Cardinals here, laying seven on the road versus the Jags. I usually don't like to take, uh, you know, this big of a spread, but I look at the Jags defense. They've played, they've been on the field for, you know, 78 out of a possible 120 minutes in the first two weeks. They're getting absolutely spanked up and down the board. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence, I love him, but I, I just don't, I, I don't think he's going to be a difference maker in this game. And this Cardinals offense, I mean, they might put up 45 points this week. And I, I just don't think the Jags have the horses to keep up. So I'll lay the seven on the road here a little bit reluctantly, but this Cardinals offense, I think they're just too high-powered um, to keep this within a touchdown. Well, you know, I see uh, the fact that we go up against each other in the Dallas-Eagles uh, game. I see a perfect record for me and a forward-one go for you, correcting the shit how <laughs> people make money since we cost you guys so, so, so much money last week. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to a fresh start. My fantasy team needs to bounce back after the egg they put up. Um, this past week, 
we'll uh, we'll have to see. Wits, any other uh, any other takeaways from this coming football Sunday you have, or any other any other thoughts you got going on? I know you might have some baseball thoughts as well. Uh, just a couple thoughts here, Roz. Uh, we also have the Ryder Cup this weekend. It should be uh, should be a lot of fun. Um, it's hard to focus on anything else during football season, but yeah, we got Ryder Cup. Uh, we got about a week and a half left in the baseball season, so um, you know divisions, wild cards, all coming to a close here. And then you know, once we get into playoff baseball, I think that's uh, that's my favorite time of the year. We've got football, we've got playoff baseball, and then uh, I'm even looking forward to the NBA a little bit down the road. I know we're a couple months away, but got a great just another great sports weekend ahead of us here that we do thank you guys for tuning into the opening line on this hectic wednesday um we'll be back and better than ever hopefully next week hopefully with more uh, excitement and more victories and uh fancy victory because wits needs one he's been looking for one for almost two years now yeah i'm like the giants i'm owing to every year he is owing to every year well that's all the time we have here, folks. This has been the opening line with your host, Wish and Roz, brought to you by betonline.ag. Sorry for not your uh, promo today, but have a good one, everybody. Peace.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.